0: Tullo Municipal District Notes by Elizabeth Lee Village Renewal Plan will enhance Hackettstown as a place to live and work. A long-reaching plan to help Hackettstown become a sustainable community and revitalise its social and economic future was discussed at a recent meeting of Tullo Municipal District. The design statement for Hackettstown was funded through the Towns and Villages Renewal Plan and in consultation with local people who were asked what they appreciated in their town and how it could be improved. At the Tullo MD meeting, Seamus Doran from Carlow's local enterprise office broadly outlined the plan, explaining that its aim was to make the community more sustainable through enhancing amenities and the people's involvement with them. It also aims to connect people of different generations and bring social and economic vitality back to the area. Mr Dorn continued that the overall plan was designed to enhance people's quality of life in the town. The project was welcomed by councillors John Murphy, John MacDonald and Cahirlech Brian O'Donoghue. He asked if there was a shelf life to the plan and if it could be used by other areas. Mr. Dorn replied that there was no time limit and that because it was a bespoke design created through the consultation of local people, it wasn't suitable as a template for other towns or villages, but that it could act as an example of how things could be done for other areas. Councillor John Pender raised the issue of a corner at the junction of Mill Lane saying that it was difficult for both pedestrians and motorists to negotiate and asked if the council could work with the new owners of the property to realign the corner. Area engineer Pat Harrington replied that no plans had been made for the corner and that the council would be reluctant to widen the junction because it slowed down traffic as it was. The councillors welcomed the Hackettstown report and congratulated Mr. Doran on its completion. Retrofitting, too complicated and expensive. A representative from the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, the SSEI, has been invited to attend a Tullo Municipal District meeting to discuss the process of retrofitting people's homes. Homeowners in Ireland are obliged to upgrade the energy efficiency of their properties to a minimum standard as part of Ireland's commitment to climate control, and grants are available from the SSEI for this purpose. However, the process of applying for the grants has been criticised as being so complicated that it's deterring people from applying, according to councillor John Murphy. People are walking away from applying because it's almost impossible. It's difficult and confusing. A big job costs so much money to do, added councillor Murphy. Cahirlach Brian O'Donoghue said that he knew of a case where an applicant received a very small grant towards renovation, while Councillor Charlie Murphy pointed out that the devil was in the detail. Councillor William Patton noted that a BER cert for a home costs hundreds of euro, and that it should be made worthwhile for people to apply. SSEI grant schemes aren't worth it, he said, while Councillor John MacDonald stated that he knew of people who handed back the grant money because the retrofitting work was too expensive. Councillor John Pender said that it leads to black market work, while Councillor O'Donoghue proposed that the MD invite a representative from SSEI to come to Tullow to talk to them about it. Procession planned to remember the dead. Members of Tullo Municipal District will take part in a procession to remember all who have died in 2021. Councillor John MacDonald proposed the idea at the last sitting of Tullo MD saying that it would be a nice way to remember loved ones who have passed away because of Covid and other reasons. The ecumenical procession will take place in the run-up to Christmas, but a date has yet to be set. The idea was warmly welcomed by councillors and officials at the meeting. Beach hedging planned as Lelandy replacement. The Ratho Road out of Tullow will be planted with a new beach hedge ahead of the installation of a footpath. Local Municipal District members were told at a meeting last Thursday. Area Engineer Pat Harrington and his team were acknowledged by several councillors, including Cahirlach Brian O'Donoghue and Councillor William Patton, for the programme of work they have carried out in 2021. Councillor Patton complimented Mr Harrington on the work carried out at Ardriston Graveyard, but inquired about plans for the Rathaw Road in Tullow, where trees had been cut down. Mr. Harrington replied that the council was taking down the Leylandi trees because they were poorly rooted and they were being replaced with beech hedging, which was more controllable. He also said that the council intended putting a path there which would lead to the industrial estate. Councillor John Pender remarked that quite a number of accidents have occurred on the Kiltegan road out of Hackettstown and as a result road signs had been damaged. Mr. Harrington replied that the signs were being replaced before Christmas and that the road was in good condition. The road surface there is excellent, but if lads don't slow down, then that's what happens, said Mr. Harrington. Plans lodged for Water Activity Centre, article by Michael Tracy. Planning has been lodged for an ambitious water activity park in Carlow Town. Carlo County Council has applied to onboard Planala for a River Barrow Water Activity Centre in Carlow Town Park. The development would see a two-storey building including two social enterprise units. It would also include a 1.5-storey cafe building with an outdoor terrace. Other aspects include a single-storey boat storage building and public access from the activity centre to Bachelors Walk. Submissions or observations should be made in writing to on board Planola, 64 Marlborough Street, Dublin 1, before the 10th of December. A decision on the application is due next April. Reports from Carlow County Council by Suzanne Pender Council outlines its plan to tackle climate change. The Council's actions and targets to tackle climate change were discussed at a recent meeting of Carlow County Council. Senior Executive Officer Orla Barrett outlined progress on the local authority's climate adaptation strategy, first adopted in September 2019. She said a review of the strategy last year indicated that of the Council's 110 actions, 10% had been completed with 90% ongoing, while this year's review saw 50% completed and 50% ongoing. Ms Barrett said that from 2023, all council vehicles purchased will be electric. There will also be increased awareness about minimising the use of petrol-diesel vehicles. Councillor Adrienne Wallace spoke of the huge gaping hole the government had missed in its climate strategy in terms of retrofitting homes and asked if the Carlow figure was available in terms of the number of homes requiring retrofitting. Ms Barrett stated that the council was aware of the figure in terms of its own stock, but not for the entire county's housing stock. Ms Barrett said she would seek that figure, but also promoted a personal responsibility for homeowners. There's nothing wrong with turning your heat down one degree or putting a jumper on if you feel cold. Even leaving the tap running when you are brushing your teeth can use up to 20 litres of water. For Carlo, that alone saves 70,000 to 80,000 litres of water a day, so little things do make a difference, she added. Changing the type of planting the council carries out around the county, the creation of wildflower or woodland areas and working with schools are also among the council's strategy. Railing's work is welcomed. Councillor Tom O'Neill welcomed confirmation that work will begin on the railings surrounding Carlow Courthouse at a recent meeting of Carlow Municipal District. Director of Services Michael Rainey confirmed that initially 10 sections of the railings will be restored, adding that it was great news and investment in an important part of our heritage. High praise prompts an angry backlash. Carlo Town's significant improvement in the recent IBAL Litter League sparked the praise of one local councillor, but not without a touch of irony from another. Councillor Adrian Wallace welcomed the huge improvement in the town's recent IBAL showing, moving from 34th place to 9th, and praised all involved. She added that in the IBAL report, the area around the Liberty Tree Fountain did indicate some littering and asked the Council if anything could be done to improve that. Her comments sparked a strong reaction from Councillor Finton Phelan, who replied that just minutes earlier, Councillor Wallace had voted against the Council's 2022 budget. All these things cost money, and just a few moments ago, Councillor of Wallace was voting against the budget, quipped an incredulous Councillor Phelan. How can she expect anything done? Lace-making project culminates with two-day exhibition in Burris. Article by Elizabeth Lee. When Lady Harriet Kavanagh introduced lace-making to the village of Burris 174 years ago as a way for local people to make a few bob, Little did she know that the craft would be used to engage people during a pandemic in the 21st century. Inspired by the traditional craft of lace making, the Boris Lace by Post project was launched in May of this year. Its aim was to engage older people in a creative activity in a COVID-safe way. Participants were engaged in a process of making and stitching with two local artists, Ali Nolan, a designer and craft maker from Bagnallstown, and Jules Michael, a painter and community artist, living near Burris. Jules and Ali designed a six-month project where each month participants received a pack by post filled with everything they needed to learn the creative process involved in making lace, sewing techniques and more. Each step of the project was posted to participants in a unique pack with materials and instructions to complete in their own home, explained Jules. Ali added... Posting out packs was a way for us all to connect while being COVID safe in our own homes. The Boris Lace by Post project was developed by Carlo Arts Service and Creative Ireland Carlo in collaboration with the Boris Lace Makers Group and the Craft Hub EU Project. Carlo County Council Arts Officer and Creative Ireland Coordinator Sinead Dowling said, we are thrilled to have been able to support this project, which not only provided a wonderful creative outlet during challenging times, but also highlighted the work that the Boris Lace Lacemakers Group does to conserve our beautiful heritage. Lady Kavanagh first introduced the idea of lace making as a money-making venture for local women in Boroughs. The women used the laundry room in Boris House to make their intricate and delicate pieces. The Boris Lace Makers Group was established in 2016 to redress the decline of the craft. The Boris Lace by Post project is mirroring Lady Kavanagh's concept of supporting local communities through troubled times by addressing positive mental health, physical dexterity, promoting an indigenous craft and all the history, links and stories that go with it. And now an exhibition of the project's work is about to open taking place on the evening of Monday the 13th of December and from 11am to 4.30pm on Tuesday the 14th of December, an exhibition of this wonderful project will go on display in the laundry room of Burroughs House. On the Monday evening, a beautiful light projection onto the gate lodge of Burris House by artist Caroline Conway will light up the winter skies. For Covid safety reasons, the launch on Monday is by invitation only but time slots are available to book for the following day, so please email A. Nolan at carlococo.ie.